Welcome, everybody. This is How to English Teach and Learn with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal, and references will be given when necessary. Gav, M, are you feeling tense today? I am not. I'm feeling quite relaxed. Oh, well, that really doesn't fit with the theme. Well, because the theme is tenses, not do I feel tense. No, all right. No, but I always feel like saying to people when I start teaching tenses, you don't have to be tense. It's just tenses. Because、oh. a lot of my students come to lessons feeling quite tense about tenses. Do you tell them that you're going to teach them tenses? No, I don't. I, d- I don't know why I said that. I don't. I don't say that. But if they get a whiff of a tense, or they feel like there's something really academic going on, they there's might... a tense in the air. There oh, is tension. The, the tension. That's the noun. The tension is in the air, and they might feel a bit tense about the tenses. Well, I just don't tell them. We just talk and. Oh, I think you're a lot more organic than me. Going back to the dog May. I, I am completely organic. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your lessons sound like they just emerge as we discussed in the dog May episode, which was episode episode ten,、uh, innovative teaching. Yes, so the language emerges naturally in my lessons. You're yeah, right. I kind of just. Crowbar it in there sometimes, just to say, okay, we haven't used that properly. We're going to look at past perfect for a few minutes. Oh well, I do that too. If the student consistently makes mistakes and doesn't pick up on my subtle corrections, right? You've done what exactly? And then you see the tension form, tense tenses. There can be some resistance when you start saying, "Oi, listen to me when I'm correcting you. Why are you not using?" The third form of that verb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we should really deal with this and how we can teach it. Or are we going to talk about how we teach it, or are we going to just talk about the tenses today? I think we should just talk about the tenses because I've got a whole list of. Do you know how many there are? Thirteen. Well, we're going to look at twelve. <laughs> oh, what's the one they're not including, and who are they? The, they's me, and I'm not going to talk about used to. <laughs> Right. Okay. I couldn't actually tell you all of them, but I know there's thirteen. But we're not using used to. I'm sure you do know all of them. Have I got a list? Is this now my、no. task? Okay. Good. So, is it going to emerge, Gav? Well, I, I think if it if I tell you it's going to emerge, then it's not really emerging, is it? <laughs> um, um. Let's just relax. Let's, <laughs> let's take take the tension out of the air and enjoy discussing the English tenses. Okay. Where do you want to start? I found some in the sink. I found some in the sink. What、mm-hmm. did you find in the sink? I was going through the kitchen, and、uh, I looked around, and I suddenly thought, "Hold on, that piece of lettuce is walking away. Where's it going from my salad?" And I realised there were ants in the kitchen. <laughs> and lo and behold, I looked down, and there were some in the sink. Ah,、oh, okay. I was thinking, what you were? They were everywhere in the kitchen, across the countertop, in the cupboards, and then there were some in the sink. Uh huh. <laughs> I think I've just used a lot of different tenses. You did. There. there was definitely past simple in there. There were some in the sink, <laughs> which is definitely a past fact. I think I wanted to start with present simple. 
Well, you didn't. You started with past simple and then... You... I think the first sentence was, there are some in the sink. Okay. No. The first... I think the first sentence I used was, I, I found, found some in the sink. And you asked me what they were. Yes. And I said ants. Yes. And something about a lettuce. Yes. And then we went into past simple because you talked about when you saw them. And then you used past continuous when you said they were walking or it was moving. Wow. Um, well, I know we're going to talk about tenses, so I'm actually paying attention today. You are. You're really focused. Usually I wouldn't be thinking and analysing everything, but um, I would be thinking but not analysing everything. So where are we going to focus on one tense? I was thinking there are some in the sink. So this is present simple. Is this a fact? Yes. So what other uses do we have for present simple? Opinions. What What do you think about ants, Gav? They are menaces. That's a big word. Do you want to try a different word? They are pests, maybe? Menacing? Menace. They're not menacing. They are. Come at you with a big knife. They've got mandibles and things. <laughs> if you've got like a magnifying glass on one, but they're not really menacing, I wouldn't say. Like if you saw one in a dark street at night, you wouldn't run away. No, I wouldn't be able to see it, would I? <laughs> no, they're not menacing. Well, when they're in groups, they're quite menacing. because they. <laughs> yeah, I accept that. I they agree. run off with my lettuce. I agree. Groups of ants, definitely menacing. Um, one ant on its own, nah. An inconvenience. Yes. So, okay. But you know, when you see one, there's going to be a lot behind <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, okay. So that is your opinion about ants, isn't it? They live in the walls. That's another fact. That is a fact. What, what's another use for present simple? We've got... Facts, opinions. And the other one that happens regularly... Routines. Okay. What's, a, what's an ant's routine, Gav? They wake early. <laughs> Do they ever sleep? <laughs> They're always awake. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm, I'm going into the science fiction now. I don't know the ant, ant's routine, but I kind of want to now. Mm. An ant wakes up in the morning... Oh, brushes no. its mandibles. Yes, has a shower. Okay, um, drinks its, uh, what is it? Ant juice. Ant juice. And then, yeah, goes to work on foot, probably. Probably on, on feet, many feet. <laughs> on, on feet. Doesn't matter how many. No. I remember there is one more thing that crops up from time to time with present simple, which is the ant bus arrives at seven in the morning. Oh, to take the worker ants to their anthill. Exactly. So yes. that's quite a regular thing, but that perhaps is talking about the future as well? It is. It's for timetables and schedules, Gav. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, exactly. Good example. Okay. So before we talk about the past, let's continue with the present. We've got, I'm finding... Oh, hold on. No. Now that doesn't work, does it? it doesn't. What's the problem with finding? I think it? actually that is fine. I'm finding lots of ants at the moment. Yeah. 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 It's not a state verb. It's is okay. that what you were trying to get to? Maybe. State verbs. I'm loving ants. I'm hating ants at the moment. Ah. Nah. I'm minding them. I'm minding them. Yes. Uh, well. <laughs> it looks yeah. like. Sounds like you're caring for them. <laughs> oh, that's getting confusing now. Yeah, like you're babysitting them. No, yeah. but. I'm an ant minder. You are no, forget about that. But you are right. I think if you use state verbs with ing, you you well, you can't. It doesn't sound great, does it? Although it is used, and it's not actually wrong. Well, it is if you say I'm knowing many ants by their first names. 
You're right, that sounds a bit strange. That's wrong. It's a state verb. You can't say I'm knowing ants. Yeah, but if a well-known fast food company says I'm loving it, you can't write to them and say, well, that's just wrong and we don't accept that. Many people have done that, Gav. Many people have written to them. Because it's now acceptable. Yes, but knowing hasn't been on the list of fast food changes of English so far that I've I've seen. Well, if if they are, then are you going to change your mind? What are you saying? That it's okay, it's all possible because McDonald's might do it one day? Don't mention them, they might sue us. But is that what you're saying? It's like any verb can be ing because McDonald's did it with loving. So you're going to accept any verb in the ing because it's a possibility. I think if enough people use it, then I'll change my mind. So will I, but they're not using it at the moment. So I would say it's wrong at the moment. As far as I know, maybe this is what everybody's saying. It's just me that doesn't say it. All right, if I hear it, I will change my mind. But I haven't heard that much. I'm knowing it. Should we agree on that? Present continuous. Present continuous. Okay, (laughs) so what are the ants doing now, Gav? They are occupying the kitchen. Oh, okay, they've taken over, haven't yeah. they? Okay, so they're they're building their little fortifications. Ant nests. They're building their ant nests. Maybe they've got lettuce walls or something that they're putting up mm-hmm. to stop you getting in. Mm-hmm. They're, what else are they doing? They're singing ant songs Possibly. to rally their troops together. It could be right. So all of this is happening when? Right now. At this moment as we speak. Or maybe around this time, because maybe they're on a little, I don't know, snack break or something. Right, so you could say, I'm finding lots of ants this week. Sure. That's possible. Yeah, so that's an action that is temporary, isn't it? Because, I mean, fingers crossed, hopefully, you're not going to have them permanently in your kitchen. Well, to be honest, I think everything's temporary, Em. That's true, Gav, but what do you say when your students say, everything's temporary, Gav? So why do we need other tenses if everything's temporary? We can just use present continuous for everything, which some of my students do. Well, to be honest, some of these actions are quite long-term, in my opinion. You're being very difficult today. You're not being textbook. I'm just answering the question. Okay. So how do you differentiate, Gav, between happening around this time and permanent things? Well, it's interesting you should bring up this question. I think you have to say long-term actions would require simple tenses. Right, like the, the ants live in my house? Yes, if it's long-term. Long-term for an ant might be different from long-term for sure, me. Sure, that's a bit confusing. But okay, they live here, that's a fact. You haven't really invited them, they just live here, mm-hmm. okay? But if you say the ants are living in my house... That sounds like it's temporary, because okay. I think they know that I'm going to go and remove them. Do they? yeah. But that is the difference, isn't it? If Mm -hmm. I say it like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, good. Present continuous, you mentioned for actions that are happening now, around this time. Any other reasons? Well, I know the ants are... M? What? I'm meeting the chief ant tomorrow (laughs) for negotiations. (laughs) Yeah, future plans, arrangements, Uh usually between people and ant chiefs. Yes, Already arranged. Right. So now that we're finished with the present, we might need to mention the past. So what was I saying earlier about the Mm. and? Well, you said they were in the kitchen. They were in the kitchen. When I last went, maybe they're gone now. Yeah. Well, that was, you said yesterday. Did you say yesterday? 
or this morning. You told me a specific time, didn't you? If I did, that would be good. <laughs> yes, I think he did. So in my story, mm. I said there were ants in the sink. There might not be now. So no. that was in the past. Yes. And that's finished. It is finished. So past simple is finished. As far as I know, yeah. And you can add information. Like I saw them yesterday. I saw them five minutes ago. Then there were double the amount after that. Yeah, remind me, what was the ants routine in the morning? What did they do yesterday? They woke up. They brushed their mandibles. They went to uh, they went to their ant hill by foot. We said so. You've got regular, and we've got irregular mm -hmm. verbs. Yeah, you notice the past of go is not goad. To goad somebody is quite a different word. That is a different word. So we say instead of go, we use went. Yeah, the past simple. We went. They went. I went. Okay. That's it. And then you've got the regular ones, which are ED, yeah? Yes. The difficult thing with ED endings, Gav, is pronunciation. Yes. Episode... Did we? I don't remember an episode. Episode 13, How to Pronunciation. We talked about past tenses, didn't we? I think we, we did, yeah. Okay. The ED sounds, the three different sounds. Oh, so check that out. Episode 13, Series 1. The ants worked. The ants walked. The ants decided to invade your kitchen. They did. They're little nuisances. You said the lettuce was walking by itself? That's or true. Or the lettuce was walking away? It was walking away. Naughty lettuce. I thought, first of all, you were having some kind of hallucination, but now I understand. So it was walking because the ants were taking it somewhere. They were. And we're talking about what, Gav? What's the reason for this? It was a longer action in the past. Yeah. And you know what I did next? I've no idea. Screamed? I grabbed it. You grabbed the lettuce? Yeah. So that would be an interrupted longer action with your grabbed action. Exactly. My short past simple action. Can you say that in a sentence starting with while? While the ants were escaping with my lettuce, I grabbed it. Nice example. And that happens quite a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> what, grabbing lettuce? Well, interrupting longer actions with short ones. Oh, well, like, in a more, let's say, regular context, like, I was walking to work when I saw a car accident. Mmm. Maybe. That was it. I was watching TV and the phone rang. Yes. Yeah, okay. Can you switch them? I... no, hang on. Uh, yes, you can. The phone rang... While I was watching TV. Very nice. I like it. Good. We're not going to leave the past, though, are we? No, what's the form of that one, Em? Form of what? Past continuous. Was, were, plus, ing. The ants were laughing at you. <laughs> because you grabbed the lettuce. They were. They were dashing across the counter to grab the peppers. Right. But we, we have to stay in the past, I think, here. There's lots more past to talk about. Um, maybe you can give me another example of the past with my story. Past. Just put yourself into the kitchen. You're looking around. You've got lettuces flying off. You've got peppers dashing away. Yeah. So on the same theme, using a different tense, um, I realised I had 
seen these ants before oh. when I was in my kitchen watching the lettuce. So you recognised them? Yeah. Mm. Perhaps you had left the door open and they got in. Yes, exactly. I think you're right. So how would you describe that? Where are your actions happening, Em? I'm telling you a story in the present about the past. So I'm saying all of the things that happened in the story as a past action. But before that, before the story happened, there may have been other things before that. Uh Aha. So it's an action before another action in the past. Right. Yeah, that's a good explanation. The way I describe it to my students is... Imagine you're telling a story in the past and it's in a little bubble. This is your past simple bubble. Yeah. And everything exists in the bubble. And say, for example, you, like you said, with the ant sergeant major, woke up at six o'clock, brushed her mandible at seven o'clock, ate her breakfast at nine o'clock. But if you want to say something that happened before this then you're going to need, what's the form? Had plus verb three. That's it, the past participle. So the ant general realised when she left her ant cave, she had forgotten her briefcase. Ah, yeah. Because it's quite boring if you tell a story in chronological order that was what I was going to say, Gab. You she could did just, this, yeah. and then she did this, you and then she say, did this. You could say she... she woke up, she brushed her mandibles, she forgot her briefcase, and then she went to work. So it's just like a long list, isn't it? It's not very interesting. It sounds very boring, like a repetitive kind of story. So if you say, yes, she went to work, she got to work, she realised she had forgotten this thing, and it kind of, as well, it, it ends with a surprise, like mm. you're... You know one thing happened before the other, but you're not telling it in that order. You're telling it in a really interesting way that means you get the information at the end, but you know when it happened in time. Precisely. So I think that's why they're referred to as the narrative tenses. I love thinking about you're narrating a story and you're making it much more interesting for the listener. Yeah, she got to work and she realised she had forgotten her briefcase. That didn't take long for her to forget. Like, that forgetting was quite quick, yeah. Exactly. Some of those actions are very short. So what if it was a longer action before another action in the story? She had been working for... The Ant Mining Corporation for several years. I like it. Yeah, she had been doing a lot of overtime and she had been feeling quite stressed. Maybe that's why she forgot the briefcase. It could be. With all the master plans of your kitchen and where to go for lettuce. She had been overworked. Yeah, they did get quite far in the lettuce plan. Didn't do bad with the lettuce, yeah. Despite her, okay, we're not doing those words, but yeah, Lincoln words are good too. Mm-hmm. Despite the chief ant forgetting her briefcase. Mm-hmm. M, there is something between the present and the past. <laughs> Say that again. There's something between the present and the past. Yes. Have you got a time machine or something? Well, sometimes we might be, well, we're always in the present. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're in the present, but we might want to mention 
a past action which has some influence, some effect, some causality on the present. I see. You need to link it together. Mm-hmm. You've got an idea what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. I think you are talking about present perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, there are many ways to approach present perfect. How are you going to start with this? This is my problem tense. I never know how to explain it very well. I think you need to break it down. Yeah, go on then. Start with it. Hold on. Ah, what have I done with it? I've lost my notes. So that's a past action that has an effect on the present. Exactly. You've lost your notes. I've lost them. I've put them somewhere and... I can't remember where they are. But I don't know when you did this, do I? When did you put them somewhere? I did it earlier. Right, but if you knew when it was, it's not really important here, is it? The fact is you've lost the notes and your action is having an effect on now. Yes. So if I wanted to say when I put them somewhere, ah, I would use the past simple. I put them on the kitchen counter. M? <laughs> <laughs> the ants have taken them. <laughs> They've run off with them. Okay, the ants have taken them. Do we know exactly when? I don't know. No. It was sometime between when I was born <laughs> and now. <laughs> this is how I often teach it to my students. <laughs> right. So, yes, there's no specific time there. Um, but if you said the ants took the notes yesterday, the ants took the notes two days ago or five minutes ago, then we're back to that. I lost them after I put them in the kitchen. Right. So this demonstrates if you've already got a past time, then any other tense that goes with it must also be past. Uh-huh. It has to match. Yeah. So how long... Have the ants been in the kitchen, Gav? They have been in the kitchen all afternoon. Can you use for or since with that sentence? For a long time. Since, I don't know. Altogether? The ants have been in the kitchen for two hours. And if you don't want to use for two hours, you can say with since. Since 11 o'clock. What's the difference? For is a duration of time. Since is from a specific time in the past. Yeah, a starting point, let's say. That's it. And what was the question again? How long have the ants been in the kitchen? Could you say it faster? How long have the ants been in the kitchen? And what was the answer? They've been in the kitchen for two hours or since 11 o'clock. Present perfect. What's the form M? Have or has... Plus verb three. The past participle. Good. So that's two forms. So we've got a recent action with present results. We've got for durations. Yeah. Have we missed any? Recently completed actions. Ah. What have the ants just done, Gav? They have just taken control of my kitchen. And is there anything they have already done? They've already stolen at least half of my lettuce. And is there anything that you think they haven't done yet? They haven't taken any tomatoes yet. So when you use just, it's for the recently completed actions. Makes it very 
now, but still past, but connected to it's now. Very recent. Very recent. And when you use already, what does that mean? Before the time I expected it to happen. Yeah. I don't know when you expected them to take the whole lettuce, but yes. And if you use yet, what does that suggest? I think it's used with negatives and I'm expecting it could happen in the future. Mm, but it hasn't happened. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's hard to explain yet without using yet. I think we should just finish this episode maybe with the dreaded present perfect continuous. Oh. I say dreaded because it's my least favourite one to explain. I really struggle. Um, and then maybe, Gav, we need to do a whole new episode for the next set of tenses. What do you think? I think that's a very good idea because I need to see the progress of the ants and hopefully I'll have something new to tell you about the future uh-huh. next time. Of course, we're going to need to talk about the future as well. So, yeah, and this is going to take quite a while. So let, let's divide it up like the ants are dividing up your lettuce. So where would you like to start with present perfect continuous? Where do you Where do you start with your students? I... Don't usually start with them. Let's get well, let's get into the present perfect continuous. Well, let, let's not focus so much on the grammar here, Em. But maybe you could ask me some questions about how long the ants have been controlling the sink. Right, okay. So you mean that exact question, Gav? How long have the ants been controlling the sink? Well, since certainly since this afternoon... Right. So how is that different from how long have the ants controlled the sink? That is a very good point. Now, these are quite subtle points that we get to in present perfect simple and present perfect continuous. Do you remember earlier we said that the continuous tenses always suggest... Um, they always suggest... Temporary? A temporary situation. Mm. So if you say they have occupied the sink, I think you mean for a very, very long time, maybe even 10 years, Em. Ah, I see. And that's just not the case because I would simply go and switch the tap on and the emergency would be over. So if you say they have been occupying the sink for two hours or whatever, then there's a chance it might not be for a long time. Mm. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. What examples do you use when you're teaching? Do you say, for example, I've been working here for two years, or maybe I've worked here for 20 years? Yes. And you say to the students, what's the feeling? What's the difference there? And quite obviously, one of them is a shorter period of time, and one of them is a longer period Mm -hmm. of time. Yeah, yeah. I often have students say, well, actually, I think two years is a long time. And I say, well... Mm. There you go. That's the nuances of English. You decide what you think's long and what's short. And I actually think those are quite interchangeable. I've been living or working here or I've lived or worked here. I think those two are actually close in meaning. Mm -hmm. But I know there are times when present perfect, present perfect, continuous are very different in meaning and you can't use one or the other. For example, the ants have been... Taking three lettuces. Oh, you can't say that. Not really. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a rule with numbers. If you say how many, you have to say it with present perfect. Oh. That would be... So the ants have taken three lettuces. Yeah. 
You can't say they have been taking three letters. Yeah, no. Numbers don't work. Don't work. There's subtle differences between those yeah, tenses. it's not logical. Mm. The other one is about whether it's finished or not finished. Because often my students say, oh, well, that's present perfect. It's finished. Yes. And I say, no. No, it's very confusing. So if I say the ants have eaten the lettuce, and if I say the ants have been eating the lettuce... Ah. How is it different, Gav? Well, if they have eaten, that tells me it's finished. There is no lettuce. The lettuce has gone. It's been taken to the master queen ant to be consumed for the baby ants. I think you might be getting confused with bees. Is that ants? Fine, whatever. But there is no lettuce anymore. It's gone. Precisely. If you say the ants have been eating the lettuce... It's an ongoing process. Started in the past, continues until the present and possibly into the future. And they've all got little leafy bits on their mandibles Mm. and there's still lettuce visible. Yeah, I can see a trail of it. It's heading away, but it's still there. Yeah, that's it. It's moving. Um, So I think that that's the, the thing that trips you up with these two tenses. And I would argue, Gav, these are the two most difficult Mm -hmm. to describe and understand of all those tenses. Well, I think if the listeners just stick with my examples, they should be okay. Yeah. Remember the ants, everyone. Mm -hmm. Write them down. Is that lettuce still there or is it being torn to pieces? Yeah. So, Gav, I think that's enough for one day. So let's just leave it there and come back another day and see what the ants are doing. Because I can't wait to find out how it's developing. I've got so much to tell you, but it's in the future, M. <gasps> yes. And that is a future episode in which we will cover all of the future tenses. And probably some other perfect tenses too. Oh, we might do a bit of revision as well, just to make sure everybody remembers about my ant story. Right. Good. Thanks very much for joining me, Gav. You're very welcome. Now, to end the show, we're so lucky to have a great teacher, podcaster and YouTuber who has written a song all about the tenses. Yes, Gav. This is a fantastic way to revise the tenses. It's catchy and it's in a song format, so it's really, really enjoyable to listen to. And I think it would be a great resource for any student or teacher. So let's listen to Rob's intro and the song. Hello there, this is Rob from the English with Rob podcast and the English with Rob YouTube channel. So I noticed on my Instagram feed that Gav and M were asking for any English teachers who have written songs about uh, learning English or about English. And I have, so I replied and I sent, I sent them this song, which you're going to hear, and it's called Tenses of Love. So it's a love song which I wrote on the piano, and every verse is written in a different tense. So the first verse is present simple, the second verse is present continuous, and the third verse is present perfect. So you can hear lots of examples of sentences using these tenses, sentences to talk about love or to talk to the one you love, Yeah, and I should add that you won't hear me singing because when I wrote it, um, when I tried to sing it and record it, I recorded it and I listened back and my singing was terrible. So I went onto Fiverr, the website Fiverr, and I found a fantastic singer, Maria Duque from Venezuela, 
And she sang on it and she made some really good harmonies as well. I love harmonies in music. And then I added some glockenspiel and mixed it all together. And this is it. Uh, tenses of Love, a love song about English tenses. I bet you never thought that existed. Well, here it is. Enjoy. And thanks, Gav and M, for uh, letting me, uh, well, for playing this song on your podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye. When you see someone unique and you feel you want to speak about things in general, the first tense that you might need to talk about just how you feel is present simple. Like I'm happy to see you I hope that you are happy too It's present simple And this is the first tense of love And then when you are speaking Speaking all about something That's happening right now Thinking it is obvious that you need present continuous, it's what you're needing. Like it is just breaking my heart that we are living so far apart, that's present continuous, and this is another test of love. Some love. 